and to decide and to leave. We sold everything. Like it was to the point where here we are in this La Jolla neighborhood and I got a garage sale, like a yard sale. I'm giving everything away. We left with $12,862 left of our name, a vision and a vow to never put a Honolulu in daycare. And that will be, that will be 11 years this November 25th. And we never went back. And we've built multiple seven-figure empires now. And I've sold over 50 million now mm. online. Three, two, one. My guest for you today is Rhonda Swan. Did huh? you, you I, like, oh, I'm so glad I, that I got you on because we got your daughter who is a boss. We got your husband who is a boss. And you're also like the boss well, of last the boss, but not you know? least, that's for sure. <laughs> the most important goes last. Yeah, well, it's so amazing because, I mean, you've done so much. You, you've been doing this for like 13 years. You built a business from zero to one million, and then you did 50 million in total sales in like 13, 13 years. years. That's yeah. it. That's insane. Yeah, no one it does that. is actually. It's kind of weird, you know, like yeah. you don't claim it the boss lady style when you go, holy shit, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Right? Well, the thing is you, you would never know because I, I, like, I met you through Gavin. Yeah. And I didn't know who you guys were before, but man, like just knowing you for the past year, not only has it been so awesome just seeing your family grow, but it's so fun, man. Like when I, when I see you guys, dude, wait a minute, drinking I your wine. It's already- <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this is funny. So Mike, yeah. you said something. I'm like, I'm either going to take that offensively or I'm going to go, yeah, that's so us. You're like, yeah, every time I see you guys got a glass of wine. I'm like, Yeah. Exactly. That's the way to do it. But the first time I met you was just a year ago <laughs> at Holly's studio. I had no idea who you were either. I was like, who is this guy? He's all flexing. He's got all these chicks around him. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? I just remember Gavin. Gavin was just like, man, you got to meet these people. Like, oh my God, like, dude, it's <laughs> Brian Gavin. Swan. And I'm like, who's Brian Swan? And he's just like playing with his beard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, same thing with you. But uh, yeah, can you, can you like bring it back? To the beginning, and then we could just like talk the shit about how you were also going to be a WWE wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> my wow, wrestling days yeah. with wearing uh, ostrich feather hats and a red, white, and blue. You Is know. there a picture of that? I have a picture. We can actually put that up. Yes, right now. I want to see. That I have it. I was in my roller skates, my oh roller blades. You were going to fight in rollerblades? Yeah, man, that, that was like my a... gig. I would jump off the top ring. Yeah, and. Yeah, with my roller skates on. And I had my big ostrich hat. And I'd go around <laughs> the ring first. Yeah, it was killer. Do you have video of this? Ugh, we might. But this was like, you know, back in the day. This was like 20-some years ago. That's 25 so years cool. ago. So so where, where did that all, all happen? Because <laughs> you started off as a, a, you're supposed to be a WWE wrestler. And then you ended up in this online thing. And yeah. then you popped out a daughter that. Yeah, who's a, who's a badass. A I just got fucking lucky. Like, Let's wh- just be real, what, what right? Just happen? Cool. Actually, no, I don't know if it's lucky. I'll tell about that. Because yeah. it was kind of conceived like lightning was around. It was like at the top of a vortex. Like it's kind of a divine intervention that yeah. took place with our kid. So we were chosen. Well, what, what happened there? Well, all right. So I'll go. That video is going that. viral. Okay, yeah. That video is killer. So let me you should talk you. about the video. You guys got to watch that video. Yeah, I mean, it. it's, oh, what? In like 24 hours or nearly 100,000 views already. Yeah. It's insane. Okay, so how this happened is uh, Brian and I decided, okay, it's time to have kids now. You know, we're going to be responsible. We're like 29 years old. So we decided to go on a three-month trip around the world, which was South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. But we we're doing it in an RV. So like, yeah, so this whole time is like when we're going to start having kids, you know. Like he was like, okay, it's time. So <laughs> weird. Like I would never do that. But we did that shit. Like you really did it. Am I allowed to swear in this show? Oh, right? yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> I, you're actually allowed not to not swear. Not to not swear? Okay. Yeah. Because passion words are my thing. 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it makes you feel good. And uh, so we were in this RV and we're like cruising through the glaciers of New Zealand. You're like, hey, this is a good time right now. We're like, wow, look at the scenes. It was like so epic, but just didn't ever happen. And by the way, if you interview Brian, you have to ask him to see you used to get really, really nervous. You're like, oh my God, I have to perform right now. It was like a super serious thing. So I don't ever recommend any guy to do that or a woman ever do that to a guy. Like it's time. You have to perform to make a baby now. <laughs> they freak out. Like it's really sad. Well, it's because our entire life we, we train ourselves not to like, make the other girl pregnant. You know? Totally. But, like, it's just like the opposite of everything. Like uh, most of the times they're like, okay, don't have a kid, don't have a kid, don't have a kid. But now then when the time comes, I'm like, it's time. Oh. you have to perform and you're like, oh. <laughs> all right. So anyways, I'm sorry, Brian. I did that to you, but it's true. <laughs> now you can go rip on him on his. You sit in your rollerblades as a wrestler? Yeah. You know, from the to top turnbuckle. Yeah. When I had my, knee high, my knee high socks that had the stripes on them. Yeah. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we did this trip. We came back. We're like, damn, it didn't happen. Well, we go to Sedona on the way back to California, and we're like, well, let's go to Sedona in Arizona. It's a really epic spot. And we were taking a hike, and there's like these epic rocks. Have you ever been to Sedona? Like the yeah. red rock? Well, it's the closest, it's the, the epicenter of the, of the earth of vortexes. Like it's closest to the earth's crust. And they've got the most vortexes of anything on the planet. And so we're taking this crazy hike, and it starts to like thunder and lightning. We're like, wow, that looks killer. All of a sudden, we see this big rock formation. We climb up the rock formation. And all of a sudden, it's like lightning. And And Brian's like, you got to come up here. This is really cool. And he's like, you know what? You know, like all that stuff that we were doing. He's like, and now I'm calling it. It's time. Like, (laughs) dude, this is not okay. Like, we're in the freaking top of this. We, I mean, we had to pull ourselves up it was dangerous but it was like this little standing platform and like he was standing and there was like this lay down almost platforms we're like okay let's do it and sure enough lightning storm our buddies hiking and all of a sudden he starts yelling go swano go swano he's like whipping it out he's (laughs) (laughs) He's like time to pork my wife (laughs) he always says that i've never heard someone say that he's still he's still in high school He's still in high school. I mean, no, you know what he's like? like I'm going to go pork my wife now. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah, he thinks I'm he's still ears. <laughs> you know, he's like, uh, uh, what was this movie of the pot smoking guys? Uh, Cheech and Chung? No, it was the, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Remember and he's like, yeah, hey, ladies. You know, you keep getting, I keep getting older. You keep staying younger. Because he's like with the high schoolers. He's the one that graduated with the creepy mustache. That's Swano. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, so the guy, our buddy's cruising around. He's like, oh, guys, starts yelling his name, but he's got a big camera. And little did we know he took a picture. But you couldn't really see it. It was kind of weird. It is weird. And this is when they were getting <laughs> biblical. It is They're weird. They're getting so biblical. But we didn't even know until like, you know, the whole 30, whatever, 45 days later. And we posted up and Brian goes, this is Conception Rock. Because the doctor's like, yeah, this happened at this time. And we're like, holy shit. That's when we climbed up that rock. How crazy. It was like lightning and thunder. It was like the magic moment. Wow. Was it, was it? Was it something that you guys knew? Like, okay, we're going to conceive a baby in some Didn't even know we were crazy, conversation magical podcast. We <laughs> <laughs> never talk about this stuff ever. No, but like, it's, it's insane because, I mean, when, when you look at the video and everyone's like looking at the video, they're like, man, it's, it's she, like, I'm 30 years old and she, she sounds like more educated more, than that, that. That's like all the biggest comments, everyone yeah, in that video. Um, and just the way she just like handled herself, that, that wasn't just made from like a traditional missionary style. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, you know, there, there was definitely... Turn the lights off, turn the lights off. Yeah, there's some divine... They're like, turn the lightning but, on and the hurricanes, <laughs> let there be wind. It gets crazy, though. 
All right, yeah. so that seems crazy, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, well, that's really trippy. Well, so we find out that's the time in the moment, right? Oh my God, they can track this stuff back. Oddly enough, they're so good at this technology with babies. And <laughs> so we have her and Brian takes that photo from our buddy and he's like, conception rock, because that's what they said it was, right? So cool. After she was born and some guy goes, contacts us from Sedona and says, do you know that you are on top of the biggest vortex in the planet? It's called Cochina Woman. It is like, and we're like, wait a minute. He goes, yeah, did you guys know you were on that? We're like, no. He goes, tell me what happened. He goes, well, track back. Lightning, thunder, you are at the toppest vortex, the, the, the highest vortex in the world, the closest to the Earth's crust. He's like, the moment that all happened, he goes, that kid's going to be a star. Mm. This guy wrote us and told us. Clearly, if you look at the podcast, I mean, she's yeah. a freaking badass. Yeah. So something happened. Like, we were chosen. We don't believe that, you know, we were chosen for this little human, this, you know, on earth Messiah <laughs> to kick us all back into gear and realize that things are super possible if you just go after it. So moral of the story is if you guys want to have kids, yeah, go, go, go pork your wife. Line there, go like pork your wife. <laughs> and do it during a thunderstorm on top of a vortex. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's like the real business, you know? Yeah. I mean, none of the suffer, none that, of the rest insane. of it doesn't matter then. <laughs> and then she just came out and then when did she start kind of like showing like signs of cows? You were doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she started milking, milking baby cows. It's like, <laughs> but okay. So, so the entire story. Okay. Yeah. Was this before you, you made money or after? This is before I even quit my job. Oh, when wow. we were prepping, like it was like, okay, cool. We got, you know, together. We actually, Brian and I met surfing in the water yeah. in San Diego 25 years ago. And we were surfing bros. And then, you know, we'd stay together, bought a house and we're like, okay, it's time to be real. It's time to have a kid. So this was before. And I was like, all right, we were, I was a corporate executive for a big pharmaceutical company. I ran, you know, $500 million in advertising accounts for a pharmaceutical company. Brian was a robotics engineer. So we were like setting it up, like setting up the normal American dream, big houses, sold one, bought one. And it's like, okay, now it's time to, you know, have this family and figure this out. Well, I had this revelation though, and this is where everything shifted. So um, we were planning everything and it wasn't quite working like we thought it was initially. What was going on? Um, and uh, we ended up, so I, all right, so I, I saw this lady put a baby in daycare one day. This is how it all came about. Let me go back into it. I was going to work and, um, you know, I was a high level corporate executive in this company. It was like the hair, the bag, the shoes, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And my boss was this woman named Jane. It was like that bobbed haircut, that super, her lips were so tight that you could tell that she was so pruny. Constipated all the totally time. Totally constipated, yeah. <laughs> but I was supposed know. to be Jane. Yeah. No, you? Right, that's what I was working You're towards. So I've got a Jane. master's degree. I was to be, yeah, I was super wound tight. I mean, I'm, wow. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. I was so wound tight when I met Brian because I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I was an Olympic athlete, right? I played softball yeah, from yeah. six all the way until our team. I played for the U women's US team. I was a bodybuilder. Like, I'm a hardcore type A. And I'm a winner. That's what I do. Well, I was uptight. So my winning was like, now I'm going to go in corporate. And I'm going to crush it in corporate. But I was not the right person. And I went to work one morning and I saw this woman come in and she shudders around the corner. And my boss, I can see her. She beams on her. It's like beams. Like with her eyes. You're late. And the lady's like, her lips are curdling. She's like, I'm sorry. I just had my six-week-old baby and I put her in daycare. And this is the first time. I'm sorry I'm late. And she's like, if you want this job, 
you're going to be on time every day. You're, if you want to put money in this baby, or money, money in this baby's mouth, if you want to put food in this baby's mouth, that's a lavish lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Feed him money. Uh, and yeah, so I sat there and went, whoa, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And that's when I went home and I said to Brian, something's going to change. I'm quitting this job. I want to raise a, a family and never put a baby in daycare. And he goes, you're freaking insane. He's like, we just bought a five bedroom house so we can have kids. You can't quit this job. Like, no, no, I, I got to do this. And so that's when everything started. When I had that, like, I'm doing this, mm-hmm. I'm quitting this job. Because what happened is I watched the Steve Jobs interview and it was like, not, like 2000. Uh, yeah, about 2000, 2002, there's an interview with Steve Jobs and he was like, look, the internet is where things are moving. If you have any kind of business whatsoever, any, you have to know there are going to be platforms. This was before social, right? Before social media was all around. Um, there's gonna be platforms that you're gonna be able to speak your voice and you're gonna be able to build your business. And if you are not on it now, because that's when Google ads were major, if you're not on it now, you're gonna lose. I was like, okay, Steve Jobs, I freaking get this. I'm smart lady. I'm doing it. And Brian goes, you're insane. Internet? What the hell? I don't even use email. And I said, don't worry. I'm going to figure this out. And I just, I, he did not. I mean, it was like totally against our realm. What year was this? That was in 2004. Mm. 2004. Wow. Yeah. Three or four. Facebook had like just come out. No, dude. No. 2004? No. When did it come out? Eight. Can we Google that? Seven. Time? Yeah, somebody Google it. Yeah. Hold on. So I can timeline it because YouTube had just came out um, in, oh, YouTube had just came out in It wasn't, it wasn't like the YouTube that it is now, you know? It was no. just like cat videos and the guy yeah. that was like, purple range. No, yeah, no, exactly. no, no, purple. It was just those was stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no social at all. I, yeah, we'll have to get the number on Facebook. Mm. Anyway, so that's, yeah, that's how it worked out. And I um, just went hard. And so I didn't understand what options were. I just said I was going to do it. And so that's when I really had a major shift and had to get very strategic. So I started researching um, different business models online. So I was like, franchise, cool, I'll get a franchise. No, then it's not going to work. It's not online. It's too manual. And I just started looking at the different models, like licensing models and affiliate models, network marketing models. I actually didn't understand what network marketing really was at the time. I was just looking for a good way that I could be part of something already established because I, you know, I know how to make things better. And um, I... Google, this is so embarrassing. I Googled work at home mom. Now, if you know mm. who I am, I'm kind of like, don't go this work at home mom. And yeah. I wasn't have kids at the time. I wasn't even yeah. thinking about it. I Googled that. It was like kind of in my office privately Googling work at home mom. <laughs> I was like, oh, and like I've seen these weird things. And all of a sudden I saw this one. It was CEO income working from home. Don't click, don't of whatever, don't call. Because that was in Google ad that I then, my ad became, I would do signs and three-line newspaper ads with that one. And I was like, CEO income, well, hell, I'm you know almost a CEO. Let me just check this out. And it was like super flat website. Like now we got like super sexy stuff. We can talk to them. No video, it was pictures, like ugly texts saying, I'm a woman that has four kids and I quit my job. But see, now we, we catch it and see it's scammy. That was new. I was like, what? Wait a minute. No way. This is BS. And then it was like, call me. There's an 800 number. I called. It's like, hi, my name is Rhonda Swan. I was like very uptight. My ball, you know, my tight wound. Yes, I am a uh, executive with GlaxoSmithKline Pharmaceuticals. I'd love to have a conversation with you about this business that you're talking about. It is involved in personal development. I can tell. Like it was like my whole schlick, you know, shtick. And she calls me 
And it's like this whole, oh, so you're looking for this, you're looking for this. And like, can you just get to the point? Like she had no idea what she was doing and I was who I was. She goes, yeah, go ahead and listen to this call. I was like, the sizzle call. The sizzle call. The sizzle call. Like everybody here. I know the sizzle call. Right? (laughs) So hilarious. Like, do you even think I, my whole life has changed 13 years ago because I unwound my old consciousness and got on a call because I was vulnerable enough to realize I didn't want to continue the life that I was living when I saw that woman put a baby in daycare. That was like an old school webinar, right? This is a call. Yeah. You literally dial in and they're like taking introductions and it was live. These guys are doing it live and you could tell they were reading it, but I was like, no way. So that's how my whole life changed. And from there, I bought a $1,500 course. It was personal development. And, I was, and he's like, yeah, and if you sell it yourself, you know, you make a thousand. I was like, what? That's insane. Who does that? Really? Because it was like Bob Proctor. There's all kinds of really good personal development people involved. And I was like, cool, I'll buy it. And then they do the whole pitch of what the business is. And, um, you know, then it came down to like going to this event. It was like eight grand. You make five. And, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And so I went two days later after getting on this call, didn't tell Brian. I said, look, I'm going to this like super Saturday. And oh it was, God. seriously, dude, this is real stuff. Like this is real talk. This is like, yeah. like before any of this stuff was popular, mm-hmm. any of it, like never, MLMs were around because that was just, you know, ground level stuff. And he's like, you're nuts. I said, you got to come with me. He goes, I go, this is the thing that I'm doing. I'm, this is the new thing. He goes, you're freaking crazy. You have a master's degree in business. What are you doing? I was like, bro, I'm doing it. I don't care. My vision is bigger than your fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know you're like deep in the quid when you're just like saying every day and every way I'm getting better and better. You know, still say that. Let your pain be your progress. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Right. That, that's just like a thing. It, it was it's, it was positive brainwashing, right? Totally. And you try brainwashing everyone else around you, and they're like, Ooh. I said, <laughs> I, I, I have a friend that I told about our business. Yeah. She's still 13 years. She was in my wedding. Never talked to me again once about what we do. Never once again. Uh-huh. Because you just you throw up all your awesome positivity yeah. on them. And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, Jesus, why are you so damn happy? Let me just be depressed in my freaking circle. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. But that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it worked out. And he goes, Brian's like, I'm not going to this snowing i'm going up to tahoe you go yourself i'm like fine he drove his ass all the way up to to tahoe to go snowboarding i go to the super saturday i'm like holy shit i only get five people below me and i make five grand and i can sell this i'm like this makes total sense twenty four thousand seven hundred dollars i'm like i'm in hold my spot make sure that those five people don't go like i was in it right i'm like oh shit i can't do this i was like pulling credit cards out trying to figure out how to stretch them and I get back and I'm like, this is awesome, of course. Yeah, I'm like, well, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. I called all my credit cards because we were li- doing well, but we were living still way above our means. Just bought a million dollar home, five bedroom house. You know, we had cars, we had this. And I just stretched every one of my credit cards and didn't tell him. And uh, yeah, and then I retired him a year later. Yeah, take that. Tahoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was, it was, it was crazy time because I was calling people like, here's these horrible websites, no social. I'm calling people and I'm having these like ridiculous conversations. Like I called 3000 leads before making one sale, 3000 leads. What, 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 what most people would have been like, yeah, what possessed you? Cause most people would be like, oh, like I I'll, I'll call 100 out of then- my job. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be Jane anymore. Yeah, but you know that's not normal, right? To call three thousand leads, like most people yeah. would have given up at like the tenth call or the twentieth call. Like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't work. Like that's one of those things. Yeah. You went to three thousand. 
it was horrible because Brian was like, you're insane. I, he's like, what are you? He would open my yeah. office door because I was calling leads in the afternoon at my lunch break. I was coming home and just hammering. And it was like, this is when you were pushing the finger and the rounded thing. We had the circular thing back then. Yeah, your audience were like, what is that? You were like Apple XI AI artificial blockchain. What? It was intense. And he's like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You're educated. We make a lot of money. Stop this. I'm like, get out. Get out. And I just, I was so focused. I didn't want to be like that. And I wanted to be able to have a child, never put him in daycare, but still be a six-figure, seven-figure earner that I was. But I was like, I'm, I'm, I've got to figure it out. So th- three months of hell, zero sales, zero. And it was hell. It was. I was wanting to quit a million times. And... um. And then three months later, I made 37K in one month. And my whole world shifted. And it was like, Brian goes, yeah, there's no way that's real. And it was. And then everything really blew up from there. Just kept blowing up because I went to an event. And this was my biggest, you know, transition point is um, I wasn't making sales. This guy's like, why do you think you're not making sales? I was like, I don't know. I'm doing everything. You know, I'm like this. I'm doing everything. And he goes, oh, it's just because you're putting dollar signs on people's forehead. He's like, they know it. You're just trying to sell them something. Mm. Has you ever thought about caring about why they want it or why you wanted it so bad? He goes, why did you want it? And I'm like, whoa. Then this whole why thing became so real. Yeah, it's so weird because like when you first get into you know that type of personal development because that's what happened to me. Yeah, they're like, "What's your why? What's your?" Why? I'm like, "I don't, want, I, don't I don't care about. My, I just want to make money." Make money, yeah. And then, and then they ask you, and they're like, "Well, I want to make more money and help people." And they're like, "Bullshit! What do you really want?" And I'm like, "I, I just want to drive awesome cars and have sexy ladies around me all the time." Fine. Yeah, but but, but <laughs> very very rarely people associate yeah. wanting to become successful with that why. Totally, and it seems like it gets overused. And people say it a lot because the ones that think it's overused don't actually get it. Yeah, They don't really stop and go, why do I want this? And what does it mean? Because right when you get it, the person on the receiving end is like, mm-hmm. bro, I'm with you. I want that too. Let's do it. And our life changed completely from that moment. Mm-hmm. And that guy, I tell him, I know it's Don Glanville. He told me, he's like, he like literally was putting marker on my forehead. He's like, they know. Yeah, I think that's the problem with most people is they want to get into business. Like they'll, they'll see the title of this video will be yeah. pr- probably something ridiculous. Like, oh, woman makes one million with zero money in twelve months, or she made fifty million. Uh, calls three thousand leads. Calls three thousand. Yeah, no they, they, they don't say that shit. But turns it into millions, right? They they don't Ooh. know. The, like most the of the times, they see the pleasure, but they're actually running away from something totally. really shitty in their lives. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know what was like that thing that you're running away from? Just not the Jane, right? Yeah, it was Jane, but it was also, you know, I think I realized it was like all these things that you work towards, like me being an athlete and, you know, achieving really high levels of peak performance. And, and then all of a sudden I felt like I was selling out going into a job because I was only doing because I wanted the money. Yeah. That was the only reason. I was like, this is not fulfilling life at all. I, th- I mean, I moved to California from Michigan. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Met this guy surfing in the water. You know, that was cool. And I'm like, but I drive every day in an hour of traffic and these people own me. And then it just clicked. I just realized that this is not okay. And so, yeah, I think I was, I was just running away from being trapped for some under somebody else. You know, we're rebels. That's why we're entrepreneurs. I was already born an entrepreneur. In fact, I used to sell 
freaking Kool-Aid in fourth grade. <laughs> I would take, you, do you ever, because you're pretty young, your Kool-Aid packets and they were like super tart and you had to put a ton of sugar in them. Yeah. You know those? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was like a big thing, right? So I was like, all right, I'm doing something fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I took these, because I loved it at home. So I took the Kool-Aid, put a bunch of sugar in a plastic bag and I would make with loose leaf paper under my desk because my desk, you know, fifth grade, they lifted and I was making with tape these teeny little boxes and I would put Kool-Aid in these boxes and sell them for 25 cents and everyone would be licking in them the whole day at school. The teachers like finally figured out everyone had like big purple stripes on their tongue. It's like, where is all, why do all you have purple tongues? What's all this coming from? Like kids are nuts because everyone was like full on sugar buds and everyone like, points at me and I'm like yeah and they read it out their dealer fifth grade I got expelled in fifth grade for selling crack wait wait you you got expelled I got expelled for selling grade dude I was making like 10 bucks a week damn that's a lot wow so I was always an entrepreneur so I think I realized I needed to get out of there (laughs) that's so funny because (laughs) Hanalei is like selling t-shirts you were selling freaking little crack (laughs) kool-aids we had to elevate it for our kids yeah But isn't that funny? I didn't even realize that. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So you're like a little Hanalei. Yeah, I was a little hustler. Yeah, you you were a little hustler. Yeah. But so that was inside you. You you went through this entire life and kind of almost like locking that side up. And then you were kind of fueling it into sports or your work. And then now you built this business, Mm. basically teaching personal development and getting them to events. It's like really big. Uh, What happened after that? Because I know you're telling me some crazy stories about, and this is before Hanalei was like created, right? So what happened after that? Because I know shit hit the fan. Yeah. Okay. And then so all right, so that you that, that's like the big gist of like me quitting and going crazy, and I'm gonna yeah. you know start this new life and this new business. Well, oddly enough, we did it. I quit the job three years into it. I, you know, we're we're killing it. We're making mm-hmm. like you know we hit like seven figures in the first three years. It was like yes, we're killing it, and um, well. Then we got cool. I'm like, okay, now I'm strategic. Now I'm going to start investing because I do want to have this kid and I don't want to still work this way, mm-hmm. right? So we were looking for a real estate investment. So we, re- we invested in a um, real estate a golf course, a development of a golf course. And we put in a lot of cash, a lot of green cash. And we had physical a million in the bank. Everyone's like, oh, I'm a millionaire. I'm like, yeah, because you got a bunch of stuff that you can add up that costs a million. We actually could lo- go in the bank and roll around in a million dollars. We had it liquid. And so we're like, cool, let's just now invest in this. So then I don't have to, you know, work as hard. And so we did that. We found a developer, a big real estate development in Flagstaff, Arizona. And um, boom, I get pregnant. It's like, yes, we've done it. Oh my God, life is going to be amazing. We put our name on 26 million dollar homes. Yeah, we had a total of 26. And all of them had a million dollar construction loan. And we were then going to sell them for two million each. So we were like set up. Well, we we invested, gave them a half a million cash, put our name on all of them. And um, we found out Hanalei was, we, we had been conceived and what, within one year, before she was actually born, right before she was born, we found out we were completely frauded. And we gave all our cash away. Brian pulled out all of his, our IRAs, all money out of his dad's um, inheritance account that he got when his dad died, everything. Because we were like going in. We're like, we're going hard. And we did that. And um, the guy the whole time was a big fraud. Even the appraisers, the banks. This is 0708, you know, real estate bubble. Mm-hmm. 
And we were in the biggest real estate fraud of 07 and 08. Like you can probably look it up, the swans, and they were part of it. It was ugly. So we went from on the top of the world, like killing it, changing people's lives, personal development. Yeah. And, you know, new babies coming along the way, boom, to nothing. And um, we found out like, uh, I don't know, probably about a month before Hanley was born that we were we were in fraud, that he stole it because the banks were like, hey, um, okay, the construction loans are up. It's time to, you know, sell, pay for the construction loan. And we're like, no, no, the house is only halfway built. He's like, yeah, no, 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 they are halfway built. Um, but you, the, the loans are up. We're like, what do you mean? There should be money in there. He was like, no, the developer took every dime out of the construction loan and put it into another project, stole it. So we, because I was pregnant, we were all busy. We we're in San Diego trying to build this life. We signed our name on the construction loan to allow him to withdraw any money to build these homes. This is big real estate stuff. We were in big real estate. Like I've done a lot of big deals in real estate and um, bad move, really bad move. And uh, they're like, no, he took every dime and the homes are only halfway done. You owe us a million per home right now. You want to talk about freaking shuddering in your like you go from top of the world, living in, at this point now, we're living in La Jolla. Frank Kern, Deepak Chopra passed our house to get to their house. We had a jacuzzi at the top of the roof that overlooked all of Mexico, all of San Diego. I mean, we were bawling. And then we find out it's all gone. Hanalei was born 33 days early because I was a complete stress case. And uh, yeah, we had to get very real. What happened after that? Well, we, um, we were dealing with lawyers and lawyers and lawyers for like almost a year, over 250000 more that we were borrowing to pay for legal, thinking we were getting the money back. And the, and the lawyers are like, well, basically, yeah, we know he did it, but he's in a glass, a bulletproof glass. We can see him, but we can't touch him. He veiled all the fraud so well that it was all our name. So basically, they're like, I get it, Swans, but it's your hand. It's your John Hancock. It's in print. You did it. So we're like, all right, we had other partners, and everyone's going through it, and it was tough. People were losing you know, marriages, and it was horrible. And finally, we realized like, we are either going to die this way and continue for the rest of our life, which is not going to be fun. Go, we had to go get corporate jobs. Like there was like all this stuff's running through our head. We have a brand new baby in our, like brand new, weeks old. And I'm like shaking, you know, holding this kid. Like, what did I do? I get, we gave everything away. Everything I worked for, all this stuff. I quit the job. I built this thing. I learned Google ads. I freaking sold stuff. Like, what have I done? And I was a mess. And Brian's like, she's, you know, we're trying to figure it out. And we, um, he, he read the book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Mm. Somebody told him to get that book. And we're still in our $2 million home. We've got a Mercedes, Escalade, two Mercedes, Escalade, this big-ass home. And we have less, like, we couldn't even pay our Skype credit to make calls anymore to international people. Like, it came to a point where, I don't know if you know, like, in the U.S. banks, if you go negative, they charge you for it. Mm-hmm. So we had an uh, argument over a $5 burrito because we went down to clear our heads. We go, Brian goes and get a burrito, but he had to use our debit card. And it went negative $35. So it was a $35 burrito. It was a $40. Yeah, $35. Yeah, yeah they charge us five bucks and they charge us 35 at Fred's Burrito, which is our favorite place in Mission Beach. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we're freaking out. 
and, 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 and he's like, oh my God, we are fighting over a burrito. Like we went from on top of the you know world and we're like, man, this is not okay. Like this is how people, this is how marriages, lives change drastically. So we had to get super clear on who we were and what we were doing. And um, I just remember like looking at Hanalei going, oh my God, what have I done? Then I realized like, is this really how I wanted to bring up a new person into the world anyways? Like all this stuff, like we thought getting the stuff is what was going to make us great parents for her because we didn't have this growing up. That probably would have ruined her life if she grew totally. up. Totally. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Can you imagine if Superficial. All, all else went the right way? You know, yeah. the deal went through. He wasn't a fucking dick. He didn't run away with the money. You Deepak Chopra, yo, what up, homie? Oprah, what up, homie? And then your kid totally. just like growing up in this golf course. Like I, it was probably really no, fucking cheap. Gave me super like really fuck. Like I'm, I'm listening to this story right now. I'm like, fuck, like I wouldn't even know. Because right now it's just me and then I'm taking care of like my family, but I, I don't yeah. have a kid. What do we do? Right? Like, how, how did you go through that? Because right now it's amazing. Yeah. You know, right now you're looking back, you're like, yo, I'm so glad that happened. Mm-hmm. You you want to yeah. almost like give that guy a high five for taking that money because now you have this child yep. that is one of the most wisest children mm-hmm. I've ever met. You have yeah. a life that is some of the most, like so many people look up to you guys here in Bali. And none of that would have happened had no. that deal would have gone through. Yeah, so we're grateful for it now. At the time, you felt like yeah. you were yeah. in hell. Yeah. But most but, people listening to this shit, they're, they're going through that. Absolutely. Know? And you know what? It happens every day. And I tell you, this is, this is exactly what happened. So we, you know, we had to get clear. And I looked at her going, is this who I'm going to be? This is who we're going to be? And, and, and it dawned on me like, yeah. whoa, this is not going to work anyways. Like, I'm happy this happened, but it didn't feel like it then. So Brian gets the book, though, for our work week. And he just came out. He had no idea why he got it. I don't even know where he got it from. And... He read the chapter, it's chapter nine, I believe, called the um, mini retirement. Mm. And so we're trying to figure it out, like, what are we going to do? And I'm thinking, okay, it's cool, because I'm strategic, you know, that's my game. I'm like, okay, this is the deal. I got this baby, so I had to get, like, clear. We're keeping this house. I know how to make money, but I understand what's going on in the marketplace right now. We're not going to have to pay this mortgage for probably six months to a year, because everyone was downfolding on loans. Like, that's what was going on in the market. So I'm like, I know how to make money in a market, in a down market. So it's like, cool, we're not paying our mortgage. They won't come after us. And I'm going to get a job and we're going to rebuild our life. And so he hands me the book in the morning. He read it and he's like, I need you to read this. I need you to read this chapter. And it's called Mini Retirement. What if we just sold everything and left? And I was like, mm-hmm. F you. Get out of here. I have a house. I have the baby. I have my cars. I have it. And I'm still protecting the shit. Yeah. Because I was in total fear mode. I'm like, no, I know how to do this. I know how to make money. He's like, okay, cool. And I said, just, I was so furious because the thought, like even though when I was going through the gaps of thinking like, what am I going to bring her up into this? Then I'm like, my fear kept coming back. Like, no, I can't lose this stuff. This is what I've built. I can do this again. So I was in, it was a really crazy cycle. Two days later, he's like, no, no, I just read this book again. You got to do it. And for some reason, I, he went to bed, he left the book and he left it open. And he woke up and this is a trip. He woke up. And I was on my computer Googling Bali. And we're here. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Is I was like, I got it. It made so much sense. Like, wait a minute. All he's saying is you can actually, if you, because we were already working online. I already figured that out three years before and built a company. And I was an affiliate at that time. So I didn't need the products. I didn't even, I knew how to do it. And then I just had to get more strategic on it. And I was like, a minute why do i have to be home he's right and everything it was like a vacuum and i just felt like i was like in this white room like i was like you know like stranger things when they're in black. 
you know? Oh, so cool. I got the right one. You, you totally nailed usually, it. Usually, 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 I was totally hoping that was the right one. Damn, law of attraction. (laughs) The spirits are with me. (laughs) That was a good one. I know because we kind of got in serious, but it's true. That's what happened. And I was like, oh my God, it just totally dawned on me. So right from there, then it was like, once you make a decision, it's like the universe just transpires to just make everything work for you. And it was like, do, do, everything started to work. And um, how how did it work? Because you built a million dollar business. Yeah. And we lost it. It went to shit. And then you're like, yeah. okay, you read the four hour work. Yep. Week. And then we just decided, we went, screw it. We're selling it all. We're selling it all. Let's go. At least our plan was two years. Let's like just get our head straight mm-hmm. because we knew we had to file bankruptcy. That was when we said, all right, because bankruptcy at that time was like, there's no way it was like against all values. But in a strategic way, when it actually works for the right people, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we were actually exonerated from everything. The lawyers were like, you guys are a perfect case of fraud. Don't worry, sign your name and it's gone. It's gone. We literally got to sign off millions because they, they knew that we were in fraud. And so that was our big win. And the one tie was like, you can tie in this $2 million home into this and let it go. So because we made that decision, it was like, then the guy goes, yep, this is work. We signed it off. Like, seriously? Only thing you owe, of course, is taxes and student loans. How ridiculous yeah. is that, right? Yeah. They still, they took, we still owe like, probably still like 50 grand still, 150,000 in taxes because we took money out of our IRA and because it didn't go back in, they taxed us 30% on it. You're like, really? We just got fraud, it's proof, but we still owe you 150K and we've lost everything? Yeah, that's how nice the IRS is. Hope you're not listening. <laughs> Audit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How much Kool Aid strips did you set? Like they're they're going to audit you all the way back to when you were setting. All those boxes. purple tongues. They're going to know because you left a trail. Like you. I know your dealer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's, yeah. So that's when once that happened and then that aligned. And then so we said, okay, cool. We need to file. And then we said, we're just deciding. This was June 5th, two days after my birthday and five days after Brian's birthday. And we left November 25th. Of the same year, 2008. 2008. Yeah. So it took us six months to decide, get out of hell, and to decide and to leave. We sold everything. Like it was to the point where here we are in this La Jolla neighborhood, and I got a garage sale, like a yard sale. I'm giving everything away. We left with $12,862 left to our name, a vision and a vow to never put a Honolulu in daycare, and that will be, that will be, 11 years this November 25th and we never went back and we've built multiple seven figure empires now and I've sold over 50 million now mm. online. It's freaking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's amazing. But, but like I said, that would have <sighs> never happened if like they say the enemy of great is just selling for good. Yeah. Totally. So thank the guy that like robbed you. you well, know? Yeah. It, you know, that is a really good point because w- during the mix, we decided we were going to call Deepak Radio. So get this. We have the recording. You can play the audio. Mm. So Deepak used to cruise by, and he started this Saturday afternoon Deepak show. And this is literally when we're in the depths of it all. Wayne Dyer was launching his book, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Mind. Mm-hmm. We knew we had to have it. And we saw we started reading it, and we're like, Deepak and Wayne are on Saturday's session, whatever he called it. We're like, let's call. Well, who the heck's ever going to consider you're going to get on first? 
hello, you're on with Deepak and Wayne Dyer. And I'm like, hi, hi, my name, hi, my name's Rhonda. Um, I have a question for you guys. You ever hear of like when bad things happen to good people? And I'm talking to Wayne and Deepak. And they're like, yeah, you know, I got this like banter going back. And sure enough, Wayne goes, I said, is it because we're attached to the money? Like, why can't we get over it? And I kept saying it. And he goes, it's because you're making it so much more important. You're giving it a name. He's like, you're giving it energy to it. He goes, all you need to do, he goes, you just have to forgive them. Just forgive the guy. Mm. I was like, that is not what I was like. <laughs> Wayne Dyer, what the hell? I hate you now. Screw <laughs> <laughs> your buck. Screw you, thoughts. Wayne Dyer. WWE Rhonda comes out like, no, yeah. Wayne Dyer. Where are my rollerblades at? <laughs> <laughs> so true. And we then realized, like, how real is that? All you have to do is forgive the guy. And then we got Deepak, you know, chiming in. We got off the phone. We were like, man, this is not what I wanted to hear. But then it started to sink in. Yeah, this is, it is owning us. It was eating us alive. Mm. It was everything. All we could think about was this guy, was this, was it. And sure enough, we just let it go. And the moment that we let it go is the moment everything started happening. Boom, 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 boom. We sold everything and we left. That's insane. Forgiveness, what you were just talking about. Because, I mean, we have a mutual friend, the people that own Mind Valley, and they, they were doing this study. Uh, he was saying, Vishen and uh, Christina, yep. on how forgiveness is one of the secrets of success. And even if you're a basketball player, it even helps you like jump higher. Hmm. Like forgiveness, oh. man. Wow. And it's kind of cool. <laughs> it, it's really weird. But the moment you forgave, which is really yeah. weird, because people that are in a shit situation, they're like, well, what's, what's like the technique? What is like the yeah. make money online opportunity? And they're like, this, this, you know, Deepak, right? This month is, oh, forgive. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck forgiveness. Yeah. I'll make money I, right now. Yeah. What are you doing? Fuck you, Deepak. Like, yeah. why, why does that work? Why, why do you think because that? Because it clears your consciousness from actually blaming anyone. And yeah. then all you're doing is looking at the mirror and going, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do yeah. with them at all. Yeah. It's everything is to do with you. And I think that is the life as an entrepreneur, especially it is everything about you. It's how you think. It's how you, it's what you offer. It's the belief that you have. It's how much you're willing to help someone. It's everything about you. Mm-hmm. And the moment I realize is no longer, I am going to get money from them. So my life will be better. I am going to be better today so that I have the life that I already wanted. So mm-hmm. it's like that reverse of the have do be it's the be do have. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes from is because if we hold on to grudges and problems, we're constantly saying, that's why I don't have what I have. Oh, it's okay. You give yourself permission to fail. Mm, and it's crazy because it's it's moving the external locus of control. Butters, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do it this quietly. Is, I don't know. dog is like oh, knocking no, no, on no. the this, door. This is a podcast. It's like very chill. You know, <laughs> we're just kind of like. Like, is like knocking on the door. I like how you're talking. Then you're like. <laughs> And this is when they took oh, yeah, I'm on a camera. millions of dollars. <laughs> I'm like, is she going Beyonce right now? Or is this one of her taunts? Yeah. This is one of her taunts. Like how The Rock does this. <laughs> You're like, yeah, hey. <laughs> Brings you right back in. But th- there's like so much to unpack Yeah, what you just said. Yeah. Because like, like we're talking about people want the opportunity. People want the thing. And they, they want to change the world. And they think, oh, if this person gets my money back or whatever, then I... And I could be happy again, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's giving their happiness in the control of somebody else. Yep. When, I mean, like, uh, you probably know Jim Rohn, right? Of course, yeah. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you just That's became it. better. Yeah. And we became better people yeah. as well for Hanalei. 
See, and we had, that was another thing. We had like a driving force. It wasn't just about us at that time. It was like, we were freaking out still, but we realized that she was going to absorb the energy that we were giving out. Mm. And that everything that we did, our minds, our actions were going to affect her. So we became very conscious of the way we thought, the way we did things. And although there was a shitstorm going on, we were aware of the shitstorm and we were okay with it. Like, okay, yes, this is going on, but that doesn't, what's in our bank account does not make us who we are. And that's when we just got very clear and we just took the really micro actions every day. I mean, we sold everything, but 12 grand is not a lot of money. We had millions to nothing. But we had a clear vision, we made better decisions, and we were more conscious about everything that we did. I think one of the hardest things that you guys went through is the identity change. Oh my God. Because I mean, <sighs> that, that's, that punches me in the nuts, it punches so many people in the nuts oh when gosh. you become this person that is successful and everyone sees you as successful, and then you lose everything, but then you have this feeling of like imposter syndrome, yeah. a fraud, yep. but then they see you as a successful person. And then most people, like a lot of friends happen in the crypto space where they mm-hmm. like the cr- market was crazy and their net worth and their identity was tied to how much crypto they had and it crashed and everyone went into a severe depression. Yep. Like they hated themselves. Yep. And uh, did, did you go through that when everything crashed and how did you deal with that? Yeah, it was a big realization actually. Um <sighs> All of our friends, of course, you know, yeah. they're like, I told you so. I quit my corporate job, six figures, 350 a year car, car for the internet. So they already wanted me to fail. So it was like, we told you so. So it was way worse because mm. we were proving it to them. And then it happened what they thought. And that gave them permission to go, yes, we were saying the right stuff. So that was horrible. Yeah. But what I realized is this. Having the money and having the success made us arrogant. Hmm. We were assholes. We were good people. Hanalei would have been an asshole. We were assholes because I was getting Jaguar. I was doing all this shit, traveling, doing the... We were actually assholes. Not bad in the core, but what people saw of us. Mm -hmm. So when we lost everything, I'm like, no wonder why they're pissed. Mm -hmm. So why can't you just be a freaking great person make a ton of money because if you drop or if something happens, they're going to go, it's all good. You got this. Yeah. That's a crazy lesson, man. You know? And so then now we just became so connected to what money meant. It's not about what we got. Look what we got. Let's show you how to make some money. It was like, no, this money actually has given us a better life to create and give more to others and to make the world a better place. So it had to happen. Didn't feel like it at the time. What what was uh what happened in the next twelve to thirty six months from there? Because now yeah. you have twelve thousand dollars. Everyone's yep. wondering, well, what the fuck did you do? Because yeah. and, and then this is what people are gonna say: Look, well, well you start off with twelve thousand dollars. Well, fuck you. You know she has a husband <laughs> yeah. and a, yeah. no, seriously, people are gonna say that. Oh, sure, like they're like, course. oh, so like something. he started off with a one mil, a small like Donald Trump. Oh, I only need a yeah. one million small investment <laughs> from my. Fu- well, fuck you, Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> twelve thousand yeah. dollars for three, three people. people. While traveling, that's yeah. hard. Yeah. Everyone's wondering like, okay, what did you do? And how did you, because that's basically starting off with zero when yeah. you have living expenses. Yeah. And then you built multiple seven-figure businesses from that. From that, we built a seven-figure business with zero marketing dollars. Okay, how did zero. that happen? Yeah, it was, it, that was 
challenge. So we're here we are flying to Hawaii. Hanalei's name is Hanalei in Kauai, Hanalei Bay. We were married. You need to license your name out to that city as Hanalei gets bigger. All right, we have to TM it and then just take it. <laughs> <laughs> or just buy the like, city. I didn't think of that just, one. Just buy the city and make like a little Bali out there. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good idea. It's be- the, what Brian's best wave was from there too. Mm. Um, and so we went there. And so of course you had to rent a place, but see, this is the great part. I'm like, I got really clear. I knew I had a good offer. Like I knew how to do it. Yeah. So I wasn't, I was, we were afraid, but we weren't afraid of the fact that we actually knew how to sell something, how to make money either. So it, it was, it was a challenge. Like we were literally eating, we were making our food. We didn't own anything anymore. Like we were living minimal. We got this little, you know, cottagey little spot and we just got really focused. Mm. And um, from there, things after the first month, we, I had to figure out now, social media is out there, right? Now it's YouTube. It wasn't Facebook quite yet. That was when we left in 07. I don't think, we have to find this out. And I just started shooting video, video and video every day. I was documenting, documenting, documenting. You can find my old school videos still on YouTube. Mm. And um, that's how we started building it. It was YouTube. just all from, oh, really, YouTube. Yeah. Everything. Because I had no marketing dollars. So I was yeah. just doing videos every day and they sucked. But people yeah, but they were, were so like, you feel them, you know, like they were we real post. Uh, we'll, we'll just, oh man, we, we want to put like a screen right here so we could watch videos and then yeah. we could like, so we could talk about it. Yeah. Okay. And we can annotate, but uh, we'll just put the link in the description. But, but that's how I did it. It was just yeah. content back then. So no one was really doing it. Everyone was trying to do it through email, through Google ads. I was doing video and putting, sending people to a website with a video of me going, hi, it's Rhonda. I'm in. Hey, Hawaii. it's Rhonda. How's it going? Hey. <laughs> I, mean, like, I still do the same thing. <laughs> like, it and, uh, but it was like, reach out to me. You know, here's my kid. We lost everything, but we are traveling because we found a business that is sustainable online. I'll tell you everything. Call me. Mm-hmm. And it was 800 numbers. And that's how we did it. And I just kept doing it over and over and over every day. And then it became like the Rhonda show or the Unstoppable Family show. Like they were watching our life unfold and grow every day. Mm-hmm. And um, th- yeah, that's how it happened. And then, of course, we just started selling the same programs again and people started to buy because the transparency they wanted the vulnerability they didn't want the big cars they wanted the reality mm-hmm. that this is a family that just has a why and a vision not oh look at my cars look at my stuff look where i am and that is a, i think a balance between online marketers everyone sometimes goes to that i'm a gangster i'm a baller check my shit out they're taking videos of them borrowing cars like no actually yeah that's the destination you think they want but they actually want to know that they can do it too yeah it's it's can you live your life that is authentic to your why. Yeah. You know, most people's whys aren't like Bugattis. And, yeah. And then we think that's our why because that's what we see. Feels good, yeah. But it's weird because now you kind of see it, oh, like I'm this digital nomad. Like you go to the um, co-working spaces and there's people making ads like, hey, how's it going? Oh, fuck. All right, let me, let me do that. You again. do that over again. And, yeah, exactly. and I'm like, all right, I can't go to the co-working spaces anymore. This is fucking <laughs> annoying. But you guys were just, like I saw some of the videos and they're yeah. the most realist videos yeah you know, there's no color correction no there's a, it's literally like from an iphone or a nokia brick phone yeah it was the, a cheap one yeah, we yeah. had no money <laughs> and but but like you hear hanalei's voice and yeah it's so tiny and you yeah. know you see her now and you're like holy freaking crap like you literally recorded this her amazing life, human everything. being just grow yeah 
We watched it. And she yeah. was doing video. She was always on video, right? And she was doing video since she was on her own, since she could speak. Yeah. And we did this Wisdom of the Day with Hanalei. She's got hundreds and hundreds. They can find them on YouTube. Wisdom of the Day with Hanalei. And she would, we would ride our bikes to school. And we lived in Panama. We'd ride every day to school. We're like, okay, today's Wisdom of the Day with Hanalei. She's like, four. Okay, today is being happy with your friends. <laughs> like... <laughs> And but nice. how to sell crack to like five year olds? Yeah, daughter by five. <laughs> but it's it's true. So it, I we got real conscious thinking if if this is how we're building a new business, we've got to teach her now. Mm-hmm. So we said get her used to camera because no one is adults are not used to camera. They're afraid. Mm-hmm. They're even afraid to do Facebook lives right now. Right? You ever so see like, one of those when they're not, they do it because they got of course like okay you know they told me to do a Facebook live I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Hey guys, oh, so bad. Um, and they're like, "I'm not selling anything." I'm like, "Well, well you have like this, uh, <laughs> like people have this selling or camera voice persona that they get on, right?" Totally. That's why when we do this podcast and we're talking to each other, we're not like because if we go to the camera, like, Hello. "Oh, hey, how's it going? Welcome <laughs> to the show." Like, you're like, "Okay, what's up, this guy's asshole?" You know, <laughs> exactly. but <laughs> imagine, imagine if we were talking to each other with those camera voices. Yeah, it'd be horrible. It'd be so boring and totally inauthentic. <laughs> yeah. But I think people do that now. They're trying to market yeah. their business like, and they're like standing. Okay, so today I'm going to teach you this, and I'm going to show you how to make money. That's the move too they make. Yeah, <laughs> that was also in a course I bought. If you do this, you'll get the NLP and something right. in their brain will. And then sign. just be fucking real. Yeah. Like just be real. One hundred percent. You know. Yeah. And then so from there, now you're you're building this. Yeah. It's growing. You're building like this small cult like following that's traveling around. Yeah. You know from. Jabril from Passport yeah, Heavy. Yeah, he said he was our like, marketer. He, yeah. he was seventeen. He was sleeping on the floor mm-hmm. in one of our rooms, and we met him. And then he started traveling. You're like, who's this big black guy? <laughs> totally. <laughs> he was like this big black. He got drunk on absinthe that night. Yeah. yeah. Well, look out, look out, <laughs> hey, Butters, you cannot get out. There's a dog in there. This to is. Pee. Oh yeah. She might have to pee. Maybe we could like put her outside. <laughs> you want to let her out? Yeah, we could let her out. Yeah, yeah. yeah we should. We'll just like cut this. No. She's got to pee. Okay, like let, she's let, doing let, the, let her go pee. Doing, let her go pee. She's doing the work. We're going to take a bathroom break. <laughs> Polly Be back podcast. in Polly like a second. <laughs> so the dog just went pee and I did as well. <laughs> like my pee. <laughs> it was like a freaking hydro pump. I was like, man, I got to go back so I could like stay in. What were you we talking I'm about? Stay in flow. Stay in flow. Literally. Literally. You like how Nico says it? Stay in flow. <laughs> he like crosses his eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that entire time, when it was building, you were yeah. training your daughter. You have this like cult of people that are like, the perfect day, Brian. Yeah. You know, th- yeah, these are like the yeah. Gavins. Him, him the, and Jabril did the perfect day. Yeah. Which really crushed um, And that would have never, I, I would have never met you guys had you have not done that. Yep. And then Gavin was like a mutual friend and then he introduced yep. us. Yep. Can you, can you uh, describe that perfect day exercise? Because a lot of what you're doing now, what you're living, what you're preaching is based on that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually Brian put it together. Him and Jabril mm-hmm. were like, what do people really want? They want to know how you guys are doing it. Because we were the first. This is before digital nomads. It was not of a, a term then. Yeah. It was like, just we homeless were the people first. making money online. Yeah, exactly. We, we used to call it, we were work from no home is what we called yeah. it. It wasn't work from home. It was work from no home. Um, but that was before it was popular. And so at that time, we were getting all these comments and people would send us messages constantly like, how are you doing it? And so Jabril and Brian put it out there that it's about creating in your mind what your perfect day should look like. Mm. And that's the first exercise that the program that I bought 13 years ago, that was the first course. That was Mm. the first exercise was write out your perfect day. Mm. And I wrote mine out. I gave it to Brian after he finally got on board and he wouldn't do it. He was afraid. 
he'll tell the story if you ever interview him or you did and he, it's about his perfect day and he wrote it out and he's living it now every bit of it wow. now mm-hmm. so that was why they put that together because it was like how can we visualize what we want because even though you're in a shit storm right now or it's not working or you're new you have to see where you're going you know it's like you can drive a 10 hour drive to go somewhere, but you might be going snowboarding, but the hell in between it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're like, yes, I can't wait to get on the mountain, double black diamond, freaking crush it in the pow pow. You just go. So that's how we did it. And how I was able to maintain my consistency, my motivation, because I got this baby. Of course, she was a good reminder, but then I was like, what do I want our life to be like? I want to live this perfect day. So that's all we were working towards all the time is making sure that each and every day we lived it every day. Mm. You have like just I'm I'm drawing a lot of parallels from what you're talking about right now. And one of the biggest things that I just want to say is your relationship with Brian is one of the most amazing, most. He's my bro. Well, if you think about it, though, and and I'm just like drawing parallels to everything that you said, whenever you would be stuck in your ego, he would be the there to kind of like waking you up. Totally. As well as the other way around. You know, from uh, the first time when he was stuck in his job, you're like, no, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of like shook him out of it. Yeah. But then the other way, when you were so stuck on the business and he's like, well, read the four hour work week. Yeah. When I was freaking out, like I'm keeping the house. Well, what what has your relationship been like? Because it's not just business partners. It's not just like surf people, but like it's, managers and WWE wrestlers, like oh you have gosh. the most interesting. <laughs> Our story, literally yeah. we could be here for days and days and days because it's the most unique story. Yeah. We did meet surfing. Uh, we're both Gemini's. So like I'm a year older, four days, a year and four days older than Brian. We are complete opposite Gemini's. Like, you know, like he's like, you know, gets wild and crazy when he drinks at parties. Like we Swano. call, it. he goes from Brian to Swan to Swano to the Swan Stir. You can tell when his like uh, the monster meets the Swano. Lower, yeah, exactly. Like when you see belly button, I'm like, okay, this is someone I've never <laughs> seen before. He starts flexing. Um, but because we were buddies first, yeah. like we were buddies, we were surf buddies, and we in friends fact, on we, who. Yeah, we hid, but we actually yeah. hid. Did you we, friends on him or did he friends on you? No, he was super weirdo. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. So we were, I would surf every day. So I lived in San Diego. I lived on the one side of the bay and you'd cross the street and he lived on yeah. the ocean front in San Diego and Mission Beach. So I would, tra- I would cross every day and go surf. Yeah. Well, he and a bunch of other surf guys would always surf in the same spot as I would. And, like, you know, this guy, he would always kind of like paddle around and like, hey, and I'm like, oh, this guy, like, oh, the guy again. So I would like try to go around because he lived oceanfront and they'd always be there drinking beer, hanging out. And I was a bodybuilder. I didn't drink. I just got there at my corporate job and I was a badass. I'd run 10 miles a day. And um, I didn't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So I would avoid them. Well, every day I'd have to see this guy surfing. So then one day after like a week, he's like, hey, so how are you from around here? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, I live on Santa Barbara. He's like, you drive every day down from Santa Barbara? I was like, is this guy an idiot? Santa Barbara was six hours away or four hours away. And the, the court was Santa Barbara court I lived on. <laughs> That's how he talks to you. He like wiggles his head. He's like, yeah. Totally. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, this guy. So that's how it started. And then it just kept wearing on me. So we became buddies. Like we were surfing bros. Like we surfed every morning, every afternoon. And then it magically one night by accident, we were supposed to go to the gym. He's like, yeah, I just want to go get some food. I'm like, yeah, let's just go get food instead of going to the gym. And all of a sudden we end up at this sushi restaurant in, in called Saska's. And it's closed upstairs. He asked the lady to open it. We get upstairs. It's this open sushi restaurant. We're by ourselves. And I'm like, oh my God, we're on a date. <laughs> no way. 
And I got really uncomfortable. <laughs> we both got really uncomfortable. We're like, oh shit, we're on a date right now. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. And then we started dating. We didn't tell anyone. So I was like, listen, this is the thing. These are all our buddies. If they find out we're dating, we break up, then it sucks. Then I lose to my buddies because they were years first and bros before hoes. Like, I get it. <laughs> so, like, so just don't tell anybody. Yeah. And so we didn't tell anyone. So I lived, then I moved oceanfront with my three surfing buddies. He lived next door and I had a door in my room and I would sneak out, go to the boardwalk, go to his house in the morning, come back to my room and wake up. Hey guys, what's up? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so for three months we hit it and then everyone knew. So that's how our relationship started. And so we've been such close friends. Um, and then, you know, we were engaged and we didn't get married for two years because we're like, I do it. What's the big deal? So I think it was, it, a lot of it was built on trust. You know, and then the shit that we went through, we should have easily left each other. What was some of like the shit? I mean, it was just hell. You know, you go from having a ton of money and then expectations of who you are and who he should be and the man. And I'm like, I, I retired you, do something for me. It got really yucky, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why this Deepak and this whole understanding, thank God for personal development. Mm -hmm. If we hadn't been studying personal development for those first three years, we would have been gone. It was just too tough. Because they don't want to, you would just want to change the other person. Exactly. You're making them wrong. Because he's actually, yeah. and I, there was some resentment initially. He's the one that sent our last 250K cash to the guy. And I, I called the banks and stopped it. And he still said, no, no, we got to do this. And that was the last 250K we ever saw. So, you know, that was hard. But then we learned of who we were. And then, of course, now we've got Hanalei. So we wanted to be, you know, the right people for, for her. And it's also like, it's bullshit that people, they just want to blame and they want to break up. Like mm -hmm. marriage is not easy. Life is not easy or everyone would be, you know, thriving. It takes work. You got to think about it. You got to be conscious. You got to take total radical self-reliance. Like it's got to be only about you. And then the, the two of you together, your independence yeah. works together. Now you got a freaking synergistic move. Yeah. It's so insane. Cause it's, it's very similar. I have some friends with open relationships. So mm. that's like, even crazier, Ooh, right? It's challenging. Like, cause, cause not only are you with someone, but it's also a mirror on all of your insecurities. Yeah. And then they, they use it as a exercise, like a personal development exercise, Whoa. you know, date multiple people at once. Yeah. Because then you have to deal with those insecurities up front. Yeah. It was, that's probably like very similar. Like if you don't uh, lose like millions of dollars and something, that, that, that was well, probably- have an over relationship. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the lessons of today is lose it all and just go date more people. Or both. <laughs> but that, that's probably what you went through because when, yeah. you, when you've been through it all and this is- you 20 years was it 20 years? It's been 13 years now. We've been traveling for 11. Yeah. Quit my job 13 years ago. We've been together for over 21 years. Yeah, but you see things inside of each other. Yeah. Like all, like they say, if you ever want to get married, travel around the world with them for a year and then we'll see if you actually want to get married. Because you see everything, yeah. right? Yeah, insecurities, I mean, fears. And I think that's too, I mean, most people, they just use it as their own way to get onto somebody, yeah. right? They can see the fear and it's like, you can nail it in. It, it's just not worth it to mm. do it that way. So we, we just learned the right way to, you know, like he died. It pisses me off. It makes me crazy. He's freaking yeah. like even this morning. Like, why you didn't bring the? I was like, shit. You didn't bring the hoodies He's from not Mike. The hoodies. <laughs> yeah, He's not hoodies. Dude. Like Mike could wear on the podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're total opposite. Like I'm so prepared. Yeah. Our shit is structured. I got everything ready. I know exactly what we're doing. They're like, la, 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 la. 
He just floats around. He's yeah. like, cool. Yeah, our life is so amazing. I live my perfect day. I'm like, yeah, because your wife is your freaking, you know, red carpet. Like, <laughs> I buy a course. I buy a course from him. Like, what's the course say? Oh, you know, like, get a hot wife, you know, pork her on like some magical stone. And uh, yeah, you know, pot, like, screw a ROI, or ROI, screw an IRA, screw a retirement. I just get a workaholic a, wife and, and a 12 year old daughter kid. that's going to be my retirement, you know? <laughs> I could still hear him saying yeah, that. Yeah, Hanalei is like the 401k. But it was so funny. He came over and he's like, yo, I got your shirt, bro. Like, I got you. It was like this little white like, t-shirt that was basically like I'm one like, of the things Simone That's your wear. shirt. <laughs> like, you wore that yesterday. It was in the hamper. I'm like, what are you doing? It was like mustard says, I got you, bro. <laughs> wear this. You got to plug you know what's crazy? Right before, right before I did one of my client calls, I said, go to the studio. Make sure you get Mike's shirts. Find out the size of Mike. And I came out of Mike because I was doing a live. And I came out, I'm like. Are you serious? Is that what you gave my like, <laughs> like, dude, like, like, like God. They show my belly button. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you want to buy this, Hanalei Swan. Get your bamboo. Right in the description. Oh, my God. Short crop tops. No, the thing <laughs> is, the, the crop tops, these hoodie crop tops, oh. is if you show the, the belly button, you know, that's connected to your root chakra. Oh. And like it right? manifestation. It elevates you. Manifestation. <laughs> All I got to say. Manifestation. Ah, that's my favorite word actually it's hilarious you know how many people say I'm manifesting the money I'm like yeah well manifesting the money isn't just sitting there and, and doing om you yeah. know shalala it's <laughs> fucking <laughs> taking some action and doing it yeah. that's what manifestation is well, no one will ever know because uh, you, you have those spiritual people that are like I'm just gonna sit here and relax with my, lap. with my open relationships and my rock account as I snort the rock account in my third eye while I'm wearing my fucking crop top <laughs> And uh, and you went through so much <laughs> shit, you know. I know, my bro. Seriously. Yeah, Gavin's getting into it. He's like wearing a, a bunch of like crystals. Yeah. And something like that it's pretty it's dope, though. You know, it makes yeah. you feel good. Yeah, uh, like he, I learned a lot of spirituality from him actually, because mm. like before he, I was like more like logical. Like, oh, yeah. He's like, no man, it's like it's the true, universe. I was balance. like, bullshit. And then like he opened me up to this world that just. No, it's true. I mean, once you get, and that's yeah. the thing. You can be a spiritual realist. Yeah. And you just know it. Like, mm-hmm. I just know that I'm a manifester. I know that everything works. My third eye is open all the time. Like, I don't have to tell everyone about it. So I don't yeah, judge you don't have to tell anybody for it. I just don't say, oh my gosh, I just, let's smudge ourselves in order for us. I'm like, let's just, that's what we just are. Yeah. And, you know, Brian is the yin though of that. He does, I obviously am a little intense. And uh, so he brings, he softens that side up. So that's mm-hmm. why I think it works. You know, but he's still pissed at me because I was supposed to be my manager and I was going to be, you know, to be a WWE. Wrestler. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Was this when you guys were making money or when was this like a. Yeah, uh, no, this was, um, this was before and I broke my back. What, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Surfing actually in Bali. Oh, so this was before, before the, the big thing yeah, was supposed to be a WWE wrestler. Yeah, man. I like, I was an Olympic athlete. Yeah. I freaking, you know. You were big. Like, yeah, I was muscular. super meaty. It was very buff. And I'm super small, short person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I was trying out for WoW Wrestling, Women's of Wrestling. It was badass. My ostrich feather hat, my little red and white short, little bikini booty shorts, my tank top. I was freaking ripped. I had my roller skates on. And so, um, I, you know, I still did. I, you know, it wasn't before WoW, right? We would yeah. have our own little, you know, little. Uh, element that we did and I was trying out for a while and then we went on our surf trip and we're hardcore athletes like he's still badass surfer he surfs yeah, he's massive amazing. waves he's you know in his 40s a guy like but he's, get crazy injured too like you like so many injuries face just, ripped all over yeah, yeah bloody the amount of shit you have to deal with as a surfing family you're like oh that's great you freaking cut your face open okay nice you know like you just get over it but it's hardcore mm-hmm. 
And um, we came to Mentalize. We came to Bali on a trip together. And um, I was in a massive wave. And, you know, I'm cocky. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a big barrel. Like, ah. And it hit me in the back of the head. And it split me in half. And literally, it was, we were at HT's. And our, um, it, it was Hollow Trees, it's called, in the Mentalize. And I got hit so hard that it like, split me in half. And I was underwater. And you don't realize what happens when you can't use your lower legs in the water. You need a flutter kick. And I'm going, huh, push my arms. Huh, and I could see the sun, but I couldn't get out. And I was like an inch out of underwater, like trying to breathe and get myself up. And I literally took that last squeeze and I'm like, where? Like blackout. And the boat came and rescued me. Well, I was in shock. And I'm like, oh, just give me my board, jump my board, jump back in, paddle back up, stand on a wave, and just smashed again they're like shit something's wrong what happened to her like they had to rescue me because these are huge waves this big reef took me back on and I was so strong so I was ripped I had like 12 packs super ripped and I didn't know at this time I didn't know I'd hurt I hurt my back I had torn my hamstring so the whole trip I would get up take a Vicodin go to sleep get up in the morning, take a Vicodin and surf like an hour to the point where I couldn't walk anymore. By the time we ended this trip, I barely could walk. And then I find out I severed it off the bone because I destroyed it. Not smart at all. So when you come back to the States, they stick a big needle from your you know, knee all the way up to your butt and they try to numb it to release it. And I had three months when I was out and I couldn't do anything. And so that time is when my whole back was so strong, started to weaken because my core started to weaken because I couldn't do any workout. And I bent over one day and went, ah, what happened to my back? Go and get x-rays. And I fractured my L4 and L5. But I was, it was held so tight together that I didn't know. So that, yeah, that was like 15 years ago. It was right before I got, mm. like uh, 14 years ago. Before, and then, before the real estate. Before thing. all of that happened. Yeah. yeah. And then that's what I came back. I was supposed to go into wild wrestling. I was supposed to do my tryout. Couldn't try out for a while wrestling brian's like you ruined i wanted to be nicky heart of the south, mouth of the south or whatever his name is he's like damn it you destroyed my whole you're so selfish for breaking my your back so damn selfish i can't even love you yeah we still deal with that he's like oh i could have been your manager <laughs> no but it, it kind of just reminds me of everything it seems it's life like is same. so funny life is so funny because can you imagine had you right? become that yeah, what would it be? We'd just be like meatheads or slip yeah. Slim Jim. Holly Swan would be like Hanalei the Rock. Yeah, exactly. Hanalei the Reef. <laughs> it is the Reef Hanalei. <laughs> She's like a little terrorizer She's like, in the like ring. She's like in the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's yeah. actually insane because life is so weird because you're going through your path and you think you're doing what you were put on this earth to do, but then yeah. life is funny. It knows what you should actually do out of your life. And then here's Hanalei, here's the Unstoppable Family, here's what are you going to do. That wave, same thing. Like, no, 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 no. We need to actually break your fucking back. Yeah. So that you to don't- get to that, because that's, yeah. that's already our plan. That, that's the plan, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the exact same thing. The moment you drift, yeah. life uh, just fucks you up a little bit. Yeah. And then just brings you back. Yeah. Same thing with uh, losing those millions of dollars in the yeah. thing. That's a crazy thing. Can you, because uh, I know you wanted to talk about this specific thing as Butters. Butters is the Butter, dog. Dang it. What is the deal with the dog? She really is like my, yeah. she's my girl. She's you, my you can let her in if she wants. Do, 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 do. Can, you tell, can you tell me the story of the Kardashian person? Oh my God. <laughs> You're like, this we would be nothing. This is my plan. Yeah. Okay. So I just revealed it to the family the other day. All right. So yeah, we go through all this stuff. Well, that's, you know, like three, four years. I'm like, I'm realizing something. My kid is a badass. 
and she's really talented. And we've got a story. Like we've been building this brand, right? Yeah. I'm obviously this is the reason why I run a branding agency and I'm plug know, in description. So big, hello. Uh so big on the, having anyone just build a brand is because I started to see Unstoppable Family brand, like being just identified as something that, you know, has a big story behind it. So like a couple of years ago, I'm like, okay, so Swano's the unstoppable surfer and it's like killer. He's like just known for this beard and this surfing thing. Hanalei is obviously now she's a fashion designer. She's an artist. I'm like, unstoppable family's a traveling family. Of course, what am I? Like when we did our documentary, they're like, so what do you do, mom? I'm like, what do you do for fun? What's your passion? I'm like, I don't know. I, I build businesses. I make money. I make your guy's life better. I'm like, <laughs> shit, I don't have an identity. I don't even have a passion. What the hell? I'm like, I drink wine. I'm like, that's not a passion. Mm-hmm. I was like, it should be a passion. What is my passion? Right? And they, like, you get, I think many go through this. But then I got strategic, right? Because that's my passion is being strategic. And I was like, hmm, all right. I did this before with Steve Jobs. He gave me a little glimpse of a thought and an idea that can make something happen. So I saw my family as being something quite valuable. And then it brought me to the story that I learned about Chris Kardashian. Mm. Now everyone knows the Kardashians, right? Well, the Kardashians, not the Kardashians because of the girls at all. Mm-hmm. They're there because of the mom. Mm-hmm. So how the story is, Chris Kardashian married um, Shapiro, who was the lawyer of OJ Simpson, who got OJ Simpson off. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, yep, we kind of suck what he's done. He's a horrible guy, but let's leverage this. So she got real smart. She used her fame at that time to now start pitching her kids in different scenes, scenarios, TV shows, everything. Like she's like, I'm going to use this fame. And she put her girls in, you know, in front of everyone. So then they started to become celebrities. Then this is really when before, like Paris Hilton was one of the first that did like selfies and yeah. made social influencer. It was Paris. Mm-hmm. Well, then the Kardashians, they were the next phase, right? Mm-hmm. She used to work for Paris. Uh, Kim Kardashian worked for Paris, but the mom got real and she started to really push them as influencers. And that's how she got working for Paris. And so they leveraged this. So then she divorces Shapiro, marries Jenner. Ding, ding, ding. Kylie Jenner, the youngest billionaire female in the world. And she's like, okay, this kid is now mine because she started leveraging this. So she wanted to leverage Kylie a bit different and make her more, you know, still a influencer but they she did it differently and she just started pitching them in the right places so from there now they get their shows they're they're they have their own shop and they start growing and chris was always the one that was just like do this do this she's still their manager you think she's the one that got uh was it kim on a sex tape and just yeah, like I release mean, it. that might have been like the breakaway <laughs> <laughs> i pray my kid does not do that but so i watched it though that's the, where i'm getting i was watching it. i was like yeah well, all right. So Swano has got a great brand. Hanalei's got a great brand. I need to be, I need to pull the Chris Jenner. See, because I've been working my ass off. Mm. I've been, I mean, like, I've built this. I know it. I've built this empire. But these guys could retire me and let me just enjoy my time. And my passion becomes helping my kids and my husband get on to shows and walking into like, cool. <laughs> so I've got a master plan. This daily hustle and grind. Yeah, I'm getting ready to leverage them. You know, so then I can relax and let them do the work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 how you were talking about laugh. Yeah, that's like horns. I'm throw some horns out of you. Is that is that why you said yes to the sushi date when <laughs> in California? Yeah, right. Yeah. You saw it all. You're like, I'm gonna get this guy famous. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. 
Yeah, this guy is going to become famous. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like the main plan now, yeah. right? Yeah, now, I mean, obviously I'm still doing yeah. my deal because I've got to keep the wheels in the bus, right? Analee's business is growing and now it's, you know, we've got a movie. She's been uh, cast into a movie. Mm. Um, we're leaving for Arizona next week. We've got a Burning Man. Then Burning Man. What is it, Burning Man to Disneyland? Yeah, well, it's not Disneyland because we're actually going to Orlando. It's Disney World, but uh, it sounded cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're getting an RV. We're doing a media tour. Hanley's book is is finally coming out and being published. And um, we're doing Burning Man. Then we're taking an RV across the U.S. media all the way to so cool. New York Fashion Week. New York Fashion Week down to Orlando. Mm. We're going to go to Universal Studios. And I think it's crazy because the video's growing. Yeah. Hanalei's growing. Oh my gosh. Where, where do you think this is going to be 10 years from now? We have never been able to look for 10 years because yeah. our life has changed so drastically. Every six yeah. months to a year, it's so big. Right now, we're getting ready to take, I think, a, um, it's, it's not even... It's like a, a catapult leap. It's not even a step. It's not a mm. growth. It, it's, it's like it's going to be a massive change in our life. And um, we have to be ready for it. We're grounded. We're being aware mm. uh, because fame in Hollywood can get big and really crazy and fun. Although it's got to be, I'm, I'm keeping my head really clean and straight of who she should be around, who she should talk to, who we involve with. And so this movie thing is going to be a big deal. I mean, it's a paid gig. The guy already said, don't worry, she's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now it's, it's actually bringing me back to the horrible decisions we made with real estate. Now I'm totally aware. I'm like, okay, money comes in, it goes in these certain places in the right way. We're going to diversify. We're going to be prepared. We're not going to go, yeah, let me buy another Mercedes and another Jaguar. Let's have fun. No, it's we're going to stay smaller, it's mild, insane. stay real, and then allow, you know, just, and it's not money. It's just fame. It's just whatever that is. It's just investing your mind, your body, your energy mm-hmm. into a better place so that we can contribute more to the world. Yeah, man, like you guys went through so much shit just so that, you know, Hanalei doesn't have to go through the same shit. But yeah. it's hard because she's younger, right? And yeah. I mean, we were talking about in our conversation on uh, her podcast was mm. right now she, even when she was like in school, she felt like alone, stuck, yeah, bullied. judged, bullied. But I mean, fame is like a different thing for a child. That's why it's like super amazing that you're so conscious about what may happen mm-hmm. or what she may come about in the next couple years. Because you have like all these famous child actors that just, lost their shit yeah it's true so that's where we're just it's not no way is it about money it's about you know serving her and her greatest good and 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 because we know that she and and we were put on this planet to do something Mm -hmm. and this story needs to be told and so i know that america or the world itself like goes through really difficult times and to be able to reflect on a story and say no you can do it you just got to be really aware and know it's going to take some time Mm -hmm. and then let your kids support your kid in a way that you know you fuel the things that they're good at you know, like we just fueled her. I mean, she built this business on her own. She borrowed 20 bucks from us mm. and bought felt like she was eight years old. She bought felt and thread and sold it and said, can I make my first prototype? So like she was already doing it because she's in an entrepreneur family. Mm. So she was, she's built this whole empire herself. So each week I'm like, okay, let's look at profitability right now. Like, where are we in profitable? We have to make sure that we keep the wheels on this bus. Our dudes are paid. You know, she understands margin. She understands costs. And like when she's making her own stuff for Burning Man, I'm like, which days have been profitable? Whoa. Okay, mom. Cool. Does anyone need anything? Like, should we bring people over? Because we have to still to pay salary. Like, when I've been bootstrapping this thing. Everything I do, everything I make goes into this business now. But she's actually 
been able to cover her costs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have like, we're having an event tomorrow, you know, we're bringing like a little sale for all of her past collections. And it's like sharing the, sharing the, the goodness, but also letting her see what it takes to be an entrepreneur. It's not just, I got it. All of a sudden I can just do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. No, this real stuff goes on every day still. Yeah. Like one of the biggest things in the video is like, oh, it's because our parents were already successful. Yeah. That's why like, successful, successful. Well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you <kidding>? no. Rewind. <laughs> yeah, rewind. Well, one of the biggest things is you let her experience all of the bad shit. Yeah, we had to. Like all of the bad shit. Because parents hide it well, and like, they know. Yeah, they, they want to be super clean. They want to, they, they don't want to hurt their kids. Yep. The world is so messed up uh, where like if a kid gets a bad grade, mm. Uh, and like gets yelled at by the teacher. Like back in my day, my parents would be like, well, that fucking sucks. Step yeah. up. Yeah. Now they would be like, oh, is your shit like a teacher, a sex yeah. offender? Let's get him fired. You know, it's, it's totally. weird. Yeah. It goes back to the thing that you were saying. They want to change everyone else. When most parents realize that the thing that needs to change their kids the most has come from their inside, not from like the outside. 100%. Yeah. And it's, it's also too, like it's reframing how um, you communicate. So, Hanalei was never brought up being told no, not, or don't. Yeah. We never use those words. In fact, we barely do now. We tell her what to do. Because all of us have been, don't jump in the puddle. Why the heck do kids jump in a puddle? Because all they hear subconsciously is jump in the puddle. Mm -hmm. They don't hear the don't, the negative side. And that's how we, I was brought up. Like, stop doing that. Don't do that. Instead of walk over there, tread lightly. Let's, let's do this over here. Telling them what to do. So now all they're thinking in their mind is, What's the solution of what I should do, not what I don't want? Mm. Like adults will go, what do you want for dinner? Well, I don't want pizza. Why is that the first thing we say? I don't know. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. so it, it, we, We're so we used to it. Negative. We're so used to instead of saying what I want. Mm. That's what makes confident self-awareness. What do you want then? Well, I don't want this. People, we meat. so built. Now it's carnivore meat. <laughs> That's the whole trend. Our so whole I was family. like, are you, are, you, are you guys carnivore now? Yeah, man. We're total carnivore. Wow. Even, even Hanalei? Nah, she's a, she saw you know, a pig. She, like, oh, yeah. well, what, what happened to the pig? Oh my God, dude. Our house is right next to the Banjar where they make baba ghouling. And anytime uh, the Banjar like decides to do something good for the community, we get a pig in a cage right next to the river and they freaking cut its head off. It's absolute and, massive. And she saw it? It's behind our gate and we heard it. And she looked through and she didn't see the cut of the head but she saw them poking at him in the cage oh it's just torture it's torture it is torture yeah. it's horrible and then of course we talk about the religions and the things that they do and we can't judge them and I know it may yeah. not feel right but you know this is their world they don't get what we believe in oh that's hard yeah we already did enough we introduced plastic to this place and we're, we're like doing more yeah shit. right yeah. that's that's like crazy so I really want to like your entire story is amazing. I think we're gonna keep on having you <laughs> like, on. It's ridiculous. Are you are you excited? Are you excited to do more of this? Of like course. We're, we're gonna like set this up. You're gonna have when your you own come back in like yet. two months. It's gonna yeah. be nuts. Hanson's gonna help you out. I'm super pumped for this. Like this is the coolest setup I've ever seen. Like I'm like, dude, I need to do this. Yeah, you guys got it down. You know, you know how we actually did this. It's it's actually the barrier of entry is kind of hard because getting this all together yeah, was kind I of bet. annoying. Like we had to ship. Simone out to Kuala Lumpur to pick that up on a visa <laughs> run. Shipped her out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these cameras were all from like different places. I got this one in Chiang Mai, this one like you, because they're like a lot more expensive here in Bali. And oh then, my gosh. Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. yeah. And then, the US. And this table was already here. I remember this table was here. 
Like I've never used it for eating. It's so weird. Like it's like an it's, American it, it was, picnic table. It was made. It was made for it. It's so perfect. You know? wow. I think we need to put like something here. How do they want to like? She wants to paint. Let her paint yeah. on there. It'll be cool. Yeah. That'll be nice for that angle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things, but I I think one of the biggest things. I mean, if you look at California and you see mm-hmm. all this like podcasting movement of just like authentic conversations yeah. going on, you you get through like the bullshit meter. Yeah, right. You, you know what I'm talking about? The marketing meter. Yeah, everyone's like yeah. got their game on. or their Hey, how's it going? Welcome uh, for our work with Digital Nomad. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's so true. I hate it. I know, man. I'm yeah. glad you're doing this. Yeah. This is cool because although we've been on the road now for 11 years, almost 12 years, is we never, because we've been in Bali for four years, we were always like, just didn't want to keep, deep roots because yeah. you never know if there's so many the digital nomad name to me sometimes I'm like oh yeah you're digital nomad oh you're probably it's like broke. A venereal yeah. because everyone's like broke you know they're all trying and you just don't know who's real yeah and I, I, we just avoided it and now like you bring some realness to it the right audience is coming through the ones that really truly have true value mm-hmm. and i think we're creating a really powerful hub i think we should do our own event here do our own event here, like a big one that brings people in. Where, where in Bali? Yeah, I yeah, do them. Do I do them. I'm like why don't in we... this room, I don't know. We have like not right in this room. That was a lot. Right on this table. Why don't we do? Yeah. yeah, why don't we do one that we can? Yeah, like all of us come together and do an event, and you guys can all come and. Learn. As, as long as we all get like these t-shirts. Yeah, we make all the t-shirts from Highlight uh-huh. Studio. I want the crop top t-shirts though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Uh, My right. mom and dad well, told me what I want to be when I grow up, and they're like, "No, why don't you just want to do what you want to do?" needs to now? wear it first. Oh my god! Before everyone, yeah, we're gonna start yeah, a trend. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has the. Oh wow, that smells like. Smells like bo. <laughs> oh yeah, smells, of course. Those are the special editions. Those are the special authentic Swano. They're working them like a little like Asian sweatshop. Like kid, he's just like putting on like shirts, <laughs> going around, around outside. Next, right. okay, next. It was like a layer of just. I like, want the authentic swan. <laughs> Never watched this ever. Gross. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised how no one is doing something like like because yeah. uh, life is all about collaboration. You guys are so good at it. Yeah. You guys have events. You guys bring people together. Mm. I'm so surprised why more people don't have these conversations and record it. They're afraid. They're afraid you're going to take. They're people. What would people like? The like audience? if you have a business, they're afraid that yeah. if you have an offer and I bring this guy and they're going to like him more, they're going to buy from him. I think mm. that's just the mentality. It's a fear mentality. Well, it goes back to the thing, uh, like you were saying before, it's, it's, we could do our best to change everyone else around, but all this necessarily yeah. did, like if people leave, then well shit, you have to become a better human being, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for example, for me, I'll always go through, I'm like, well, like, should I just like, you know, put an offer in there or whatever? And then, it's so weird what's going on in my mind mm-hmm. right now. Because before, in the marketing days, there's always like what you were talking about. How can I put a dollar sign on these yeah. people's heads? Yeah. Right? But if you look at most of those people, they'll maybe get stuck at one to three million yep. a year. Yep. They'll never they get never out. They'll never veil over it. Yeah. But then you see someone that's just like, okay. And this is this is one of the realizations that I got when I went to uh, Mind Valley U in Croatia. Mm. And it was just coming from a frame of how can I constantly add value? Never ask anything in return. Yeah. Like not, yeah. and it's like the weirdest thing because when you get kind of spoiled in the online marketing and money, even though it was hard. It's like instant gratification. Yeah, instant right? gratification. Yeah. It's just been so weird for my ego and so humbling yeah. to be like, okay, don't, don't, don't sell any, like, like everything <laughs> in my being is just like, sign up for my shit, like webinar, like limited time, you know, only for, like everything, you know, it's like Tourette's. 
Like make money online I Tourette's. Know, it's so funny. Like every single time I'm just like, buy now. You're rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> like tripping on bath salts, just like buy now. And I'll pee. <laughs> but <laughs> one of the biggest changes was coming from it. How can I just add value to you, yeah. to Hanson, to everyone else? And even just like this little exercise when I was stuck in Russia coming from the Mind Valley thing here and there was no internet, so I had to journal. Oh, God forbid anymore. I right? was like, fuck the internet. Like I had to get a Russian SIM card to get the internet. So I didn't have internet. I was just oh. in Russia for five hours, mm-hmm. just like writing. And it just came down to a realization that every big business past the one to three million a year Ooh. mark got built because they actually didn't focus on the dollar signs on people's foreheads. That's the only way. But they just gave so much value to everyone else. Yep. And then like Joe Rogan, right? Now he's doing like 50 mil a yeah, year. Yeah, you told me that. I was like, whoa. And he, he's, he's just stoned like, half the time. He's stoned half the time. <laughs> got Elon Musk stone, right? And I was like, yeah, that didn't help his stock at all. But yeah, really but it care. helped Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan's like, yeah. Maybe he's like this mastermind. He's like, I'm gonna, I gotta get this fucker high. I gotta get some views. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. It was all planned conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's cool that you say that because that's really the way um, we've helped Holly build our business. Yeah. You know, because once you see it and you know, I'm like, okay, you know, now it's, you know, she's just creating and we bring people in and, and, you know, let others experience what she knows is knowledge about eco-friendly and then allowing others just to come be part of it. And, you know, then if they decide to buy something great, but she's not forced to have to sell anything, No, you know, and so she's now growing in understanding, giving pure value. And that's why everyone's coming towards her. Mm. So now we have, you know, we've got a, a, a studio that we can help others produce their own collections. So we're actually providing that kind of service because it took years to put this team together, years, mm. and we got this beautiful shop. But now she understands, like, oh, if I can help someone get what they want, I'll get what I want. Mm. You know, old Jim Rohn statement. And she's growing up in that. It's it's, it's the weirdest thing because we're, yeah. we're, we're taught when I do this, then I could get that. Yep. I do this for you, Ooh. then there's like this tally. Exchange, yeah. But that, you know? Yeah. yeah. But now it's, you, you do something without expecting anything in return. Yeah. And then more comes back. How How has that shift kind of shifted for you? Because I know that we probably experienced a lot of similar things because we have very similar personalities. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I just want to like, duh! Like, I feel like we're very significance driven we want like yeah. and we know we, we, we got to focus on like the love and connection Ooh, and the human yeah, needs yeah but still I like to drive hard. yeah there's like this drive like how can I do something epic and shit yeah. like that yeah but it's like so hard because usually we try to do that alone right usually that's why it's been actually yeah. very hard for me. We've been, I mean, I go at it hard alone because no one else gets me. They yeah. don't know how to work like that. They're like 3,000 leads. What? Like I was building a team and I'm like, just pick up the phone. You only call 20 leads. Are you getting 100 leads? Because that's our mentality. So now I'm actually, last several years, learning how to- It's weird, right? It is weird. Because I was like the exact same thing. I remember I was in uh, college and I was doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I was uh, putting up some Craigslist ads and calling them, and then I started split testing my voice because I was like, okay, these guys don't <laughs> like it. When like, uh, hey, how's it yeah, going? Like, husky you guy. So I literally faked like a gay voice. I was like, hey, how's it going? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, my my roommates were like the ultimate split test. Like my roommates in the corner were like, what 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 are you doing? I was like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, you know, so I got your application, and uh, they're like, because because you know when you're just like, hey, how's it going? What's your why? They're like, who the fuck are you? You know, like hang up, but. <laughs> it's hard because you do things on your own and you're like, okay, well, 
if I keep on doing things on my own and I get to this point, then it will give me the ability to relax mm. and to be myself. But it's just another rat race. It's just another cycle. And it's it's depressing yeah. it to is. be just by yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness we've had our family together, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But that's Maybe why I we start got a family. I need a pork a wife. <laughs> a wife. Just any wife. Guys, applications <laughs> below. We're oh, gonna, your call I'll give you I'll give you the Calendly. Oh no, see? <laughs> it's the make money online Tourette's. That's so true. Yeah, do you have that? The make money online Tourette's? Totally. Yeah. Just like every now and then you want to just yeah. offer something. I'm a seller. It's, but it's so weird coming from this value place. We're like, no, yeah. don't sell to like <laughs> till they least expect to, it. Yeah, you have to have like a yeah you know, crank around your <laughs> no that you can't do it. Bite my shit. Yeah, come on, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's hard, but you know sometimes you just gotta. Yeah, but you know the craziest something. thing. <laughs> 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 but the craziest thing though is when you don't sell things. They just want to buy more and totally. they, they find a way to buy. Like, totally. Like even, even these things, right? Like uh, they'll be like, oh, we're working about that. I was like, oh, them. sorry, you can't. It's really hard to get them. They're, they're just like looking around. There's like dealers. Like <laughs> There's a black market for Hanalei sweaters. They're like, what you got? You know, there are people wearing these sweaters with a zipper just to open it up with like many other little, yeah. like what you want? You want purple? Gonna, they, all of a sudden, Swano stuff's going to go. Take, Swano. go. Hands in the sun. You work for three days? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You got Triple the, the price. Yeah. Swano's just going to basically be like one of those domesticated cows, except for putting on t-shirts, putting on like how they milk the cows. They're just going to milk the t-shirts on Swano and then sell them. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Not really, actually. That wasn't that funny. No, it's not. No, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I buy shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'm just gonna, one of the things that I'm trying, it's like very weird because I'll get on this podcast. Okay, how do you do it? Like, do you, you kind of need to drop jokes. That's not as easy, is it? No. Especially if you don't know somebody. Well, one of the biggest things is it, it goes back to authenticity, right? Yeah. And sometimes... Sometimes, for example, in the beginning of this conversation, I'm like, fuck, I just woke up and like tired and I'm like trying to do some breath work and trying to get like excited for this. And you, your, your personality is so strong. I'm like, oh, I have to do yeah, more man. breath work. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the battle of the personalities, right? <laughs> uh, so then the alphas. It, it, it's one of the biggest things where, and I do this all the time, where I'll just say the things that are on the top of my head. And most of the times, people think I'm I'm generally like a funny person, but that's because the other ninety nine percent of the time no, it is didn't fall. it just didn't land too too far, or it's inappropriate. <laughs> like, yeah. so I'll hang out with someone, and be like, oh man, why'd you say that? <laughs> why'd you say that in front of them? That's so like, too sexual. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right. It's shock value though. People like shock value. Yeah, they do like it. And that's right. what gets in the buy now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's I think it'll Howard Stern went with. What happened? Howard Stern won with Shock Value. That's why everyone watched his podcast. He was like the one of the first radio shows. It was yeah. like really a podcast. Yeah, Howard Stern would just say the most ridiculous stuff. <laughs> like the only reason why we watch it would not because he's cool, he looks good, he's even that funny. It's just because you can't believe what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get to that. Yeah. It, it's a work in progress. Yeah. And uh, where can they find you? Not your address, not your physical location. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to drop a pin. Um, <laughs> you can. <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> no, I think the best way is um, Unstoppable Family, of course. That's our whole family stuff. Yeah. But Rhonda Swan, it's easy to find me there. Mm-hmm. R-H-O-N-D-A-S-W-A. And then they can't really get these, but they're, they're going to start seeing yeah. more of these. Yeah, and Hanalei Swan stuff. I yeah. wear them in most 
actual episode. I know it's super cool. We're gonna you know pimp out Mike. What should Mike? What should we make Mike? Yeah, we'll make stuff. Say what should we make Mike, and then we'll have Hanalei design it, Mm. and Mike has to wear it. If you guys want like the crop tops, (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness. I have an episode with Mike where it is on the We want to do episodes where we just do like ridiculous things like uh, unicorn pajamas. That'd be a fun we'll have one. Have Simone put like the lines on here, sage us. Yeah, rice, like Bali rice. Maybe like a Balinese head. massaging our back. Or like, yeah, or they're just super like, fun. Massage yeah, cl- 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 yeah, I, I like hate it. that move. That's the worst move. It, yeah, because it means it's over. Yeah. Or is it <laughs> just massage is over. My mom was here. She got like two two of those massages every single day. Here, the bed was just completely oily. That's why we, tur- <laughs> that's why we were like, maybe like we should start a podcast. <laughs> we should start a podcast because the bed's too early. Yeah, that's like the big thing. Links in the description. We're going to have her on. I know she's super busy. And uh, they're going to Burning Man and Disney World, not land. Yeah. So links in the description. Check that out. And yeah, thank you on. Thanks. For so much.